ready for the beer bread podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of Beer Breath Podcast. On today's episode, we will talk about the second week of fantasy and the rounding out of non-con play for the Big 12 and get into a little bit of the upcoming weekend of Big 12 uh, football play. But before we do that, we got to start every show like we start every show and tap the keg. So, Phil, you want to start us off? <clears throat> yeah, so Saturday uh, evening after the win that K-State had, we obviously decided to go to the Ville. And uh, we're all drinking at my house, getting ready to go out. And Nick sees his old Kansas State jersey hanging in my room. Uh, number 27, it was his, his alternate, yeah, his right. alternate. Yep. Yeah, had limited Alamo, edition. Oh, yeah, had the Alamo, Alamo Bowl thing on it and everything. And he goes, I'll bet you 200 bucks you won't wear that to the Ville. And then it goes on. I think Jordan said he'd give me 50, Colburn 20, and so on and so forth. So after about an hour of debating, taking it on and off, trying different stuff on under it, getting called a pussy, I finally worked to the Ville. Made a complete ass out of myself and walked away with two hundred and seventy bucks. So, was it worth it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I got a lot of weird looks in the ville. It would have been you got lucky that we let you wear the hoodie underneath, though, because when it was just a shirt or oh without boy. a shirt, it, it, that would have been embarrassing. Not, not to mention, this thing was probably a small. Well, I don't it, think jerseys go in that size. Okay, but. well, it was it was tighter than my skin on my fucking body. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it took a couple of us to get it on and off. I Mike said that when I had it on without the hoodie, the numbers were imprinted on my fucking back. That's how tight it was. <laughs> oh, my God. And I wore the fuck out of it. Was it, it like crop top? Did it get all the way down to your waistline? Or? Oh, yeah, we stretched it. I mean, it went clear to my fucking thighs, but we, I pulled it up, obviously. I uh, I felt bad too because like yeah I'm not gonna steal fucking walk away with 270 bucks from these fools and then they kept calling me a pussy so I said all right fuck it I'm wearing it you're gonna pay me and as soon as we got to the bill Venmo came out and went right to Fud's bank account so <laughs> Phil lesson still, learned Mom will be very proud that yep. you're able to help pay rent this month. <laughs> play stupid games win stupid prizes boys capitalism capitalism Phil <laughs> was stumbling around the bill not because he was drunk but because he lost circulation in his legs it was as red as your fucking hat <laughs> not only is your shirt purple your legs are purple <laughs> oh my sir God. is something wrong yeah and I also had a hat on that had bull semen on it so also like no actual that, bull semen no, or both oh uh, okay <laughs> also no wonder that Nick is always at the end of his bank account because he does stupid shit like that. I'll bet you $100. Yeah. And in this group of people, that is a <laughs> terrible idea. Yeah. It was funny. I wouldn't do it again. Well, maybe for, for, for the right price. For the right price, I would. Damn, dude, it was so uncomfortable, though. But He's getting drunk enough. It doesn't really matter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very. So, yeah, I had a pretty interesting week and last week and weekend, um, the most uncomfortable I think I've ever been in my entire life. Uh, so let's take you back to not this past Monday, but a week ago Monday. Um, I just I wake up a little sore. My tailbone kind of hurts, um, and I go to work. You know, I sit at a desk all day, and so that didn't help. And 
it got worse as the week progressed. Um, just like just a weird tailbone pain. And we had a softball game on Tuesday. Um, I didn't know how I'd perform. Played all right, whatever. I got through. Uh, woke up really fucking sore on Wednesday. And I go through the workday and I'm like, dude, I, I broke my tailbone. I WebMD'd it, you know. I had to like throw my <laughs> symptoms out on WebMD. I was like, yep, 90% sure I broke my tailbone. <clears throat> so I go home. This is Wednesday and I'm hurting and I can't even, I can't even sit down. Um, can't go to sleep at night, whatever. I go home Wednesday after work and I lay face down on the couch because there's no way I'm going to sit. And I see Rudy, the 75 pound yellow lab out of the corner of my eyes up against the couch. And he jumps up on straight onto my tailbone because uh, he wants to get on the couch and look out the window. Jumps straight onto my tailbone and I scream bloody murder. Um, and I just like curl into a ball and I'm like actually fucking crying on the couch. It hurts so bad. And Claire's finally, finally like, yeah, we're going to the doctor right now. So we go to express care and you know, I just say, yeah, I've got tailbone pain. I don't know what's going on. It's like, <laughs> it's my lower back top of my ass crack. Basically. I don't want to get too, <laughs> I don't want to get too detailed here on the podcast, but Right before the forest starts. Yeah. No, the forest is there. <laughs> um, but we've got a, a friend who was in nursing and um, Claire was like texting her back and forth. She's like, yeah, it sounds like sciatic nerve pain. That's what it sounds like. Uh, so, we go to the we go to the doctor or whatever and he asked me a couple questions. Just tell him how in pain I am. He's like, all right, well, go ahead and um, lean up against the lean up against the table there. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I stand up against the table and he's like, okay, now drop your pants. And I was like, oh my God, this is payback for me freaking out about my doctor's appointment saying that the doctor was going to stick his finger up my butt and he didn't do it. So, I got so happy and this is like reverse karma. I'm finally in the doctor again. He's making me take my pants off. Well, he's poking around in there and not like in my butt. Not, he's just like touching my tailbone area. He's like right there. I'm like, no. He pokes around some more right you're there. You're like, oh. you're like a little lower. <laughs> he's like right there. I'm like, oh yeah, right there, right there. Just wincing in pain, wincing in pain. And he explains to me that he thinks I have a pile of needle cyst is what he calls it. Which is a cyst, which is like hair and pus and just debris on my in between my tailbone and the outside of my skin. Debris. And so we leave. That's a medical term. It's just an explosion inside your ass. We leave, and uh, I turned to Claire. I was like, "There is absolutely no fucking way this is a cyst." I just paid fifty dollars to go to Express Care. I had to take my pants off and embarrass myself. For the doctor to tell me I have a fucking glorified pimple on my ass. No way. And, man, it has just been the absolute worst, most uncomfortable. Slept on the couch last night because I can't, like, lay on my back. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been miserable. Absolutely terrible week. Went through the weekend. Uh, Sunday, we played in a golf tournament, a scramble, the Shitter Open. Yeah, Shitter Open. So, this is kind so of a two-part. actually what it was called? Yeah, the shitter open at the Village Greens Village in Ozaki. That like a couple years ago, they needed to raise money for their like they just literally wanted to put toilets on the golf course. So they were like, "Here's a scramble. Let's raise some money." And they're like, "What are we going to call it? The shitter open." 
it, so it just stuck. The shit are open. That's so awesome. There's 36 teams of four out there on Sunday at one o'clock, and um, yeah, a lot of teams out there. But it was it was uh, good fun. So me, Trey, you might remember Tanner from the podcast. He was on the team, and then Trey's brother um, Trav was with us. And we played. We played pretty decent. We yeah. shot ten under, and we missed a bunch of putts that we should have made. Actually, let me rephrase that. I don't. Let me interrupt you. We did not play that well. I mean, with the score is yeah, the different. Score, but the score was the whole high. time. I was like, man, we are not doing that good. And then we ended up playing well. So, and I was almost in a wheelchair. Well, I couldn't have been in a wheelchair because <laughs> I can't sit down. I would have had to been on like a stretcher, a stretcher, <laughs> oh, face down on the stretcher, <laughs> not feeling good. But I was smacking the piss out of the ball. Dude, I, I, like <laughs> we all know Dominic can smack a drive. I'd never seen him hit the ball that long and that straight. I you, think I think it's because the cyst kept me from like over swinging. <laughs> so, I guarantee you that one time it was a 300 and it was like 350 to the green and you were like I, I'm not joking. We were like 12 yards off the green. It was this it was such a shot, dude. It was insane. It's probably cuz you weren't it. thinking about anything You're like I can't swing too hard otherwise yeah. I'm going to Kill myself, basically. <laughs> Blowing the back end of my ass yeah, out. Say we drove 14 times on the round, maybe 13, because mm-hmm. there was a lot of pretty good long par fours. He, we took 10. 10, yeah. of the, 10 of the 13 were all his drives. Yep. That was about all I was good for. I had a couple good putts, um, and we were back to those chipping woes. We were... Oh, no, we would, uh, yeah, we would drive it so far that it, we would be inside of 60 yards. Um, and so I was worthless from there. I did, however, on one of the par fours, it was a 60 yard chip, got closest to the pin and walked away with a, one of those extendable ball retriever things. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and a Brad Keselowski hat. Miller Lite Brad Keselowski oh, number two my. hat. <laughs> so for the shitter open at what the prizes weren't like a pack of cotton now or something. No, yeah. Well, that, last place was a plunger with a piece of toilet paper or toilet last paper place? on each one. Yeah. That's first amazing place, prize. <laughs> I know. First, place, first place was a big trophy in the shape of a toilet. Dude. A big trophy awesome. with like a little toilet, bronze toilet on top. And then That's they all got amazing. like toilet seats that said "Stand closer" and shit like that. Shit are open. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's awesome. That's it, awesome. It, it's just bad course. There was like three. They had three, four cakes on the course. They're like, yeah, just there's solo cups there. Pour yourself free beer. beer. Yeah, free beer for the shit are open. Thirty six teams. And they said they had like probably fifteen other people that paid to play. That just were like, yeah, we don't really care to play a day like today, but here's our entries. That's why we need the old. Uh, Beer Breath Podcast golf tournament to be like just kegs on the course. It's a fun course. No free ads, but that's a that's a pretty cool little course. Yeah. What if that's like you just you know how people say like you sell your soul for something? What if you selling your soul was actually you selling your ass so you could drive like unbelievable? Dude, I said <laughs> something on the golf course about how if they just surgically implanted a cyst permanently in my ass and gave me constant pain, I'd probably be on PGA Tour. Yeah. Fair. Would that would you take that trade off? Not not to be like one of the top five, but to be on the PGA Tour, your trade-off for that would be you're, you have like a cyst in your ass per- permanently, so you can't really... You're living how you're living now. Oh, my God. I brought a pillow. You can't see this, but I brought a pillow to sit on. Sat on? To sit on. <laughs> sat on. Because it hurts so bad to sit on a chair. Um, but what if you got... So, you made enough money and you were satisfied, like you won a major... Would you quit just so you wouldn't have to be in pain anymore? That's a, that's a good question. Like, once I retire, do I get pain-free life? Or am I do I permanently yes. have pain? 
What, once you retire, though, you can't golf anymore. Oh, God, that's tough. Oh, you lost your ability, really. So it's not like you can win that's one. True. That's true. Yeah. Well, that's true. It's kind of like, like Mike. He just got the, the power from the assistant. <laughs> <Yeah. ass. laughs> I, I think that is how the movie goes. He gets assist in his ass and he plays like Mike or something yeah, like that. Yeah, wow. I think. The power of the it's, assist. It's CBS on Sunday afternoon at the Masters. They're like, yeah, Jim Nance is like, yeah, this guy came out of nowhere. He, he uh, attributes it all to his ass pain. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only like background stat that they have. In they don't have anything about high school or anything like that. Didn't play college. <laughs> September 3rd, 2000. 2018, the got cyst a, was born. Yeah, got a cyst surgically emplaced in his ass. So he could golf better. Dude, I don't know if I can answer that question. That's tough because I am miserable. Uh, but that would be sweet. Dude, the not, PGA Tour. Did you get any pain measuring? They didn't no. do shit? They no, just they said, said ibuprofen. I'm taking an antibiotic. That's not working. It's actually getting worse. Um, so that's a little concerning. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll see. Let's, got a, move, let's move here. Then. Got a softball <laughs> game on. Got a softball game on Tuesday. <laughs> Hopefully, not to slide. Yeah, I'm not sliding. Travis was actually asking me what what position I wanted to play, and I was like, man, I don't know. Like, if I have to be there, catcher, you would think would be the spot. But we've been winging a lot of balls home yeah. to like throw people out, and I also thought. I'm bending over a lot as catcher, um, and bending over is not real fun. I was like, I think I have to play far right field. I Yeah, and I was shelved with a hamstring again. I, I Basically, Lorenzo Cain, I can't play a game with a hurt in my legs, but um, I was playing catcher, and Travis threw that ball. It was miserable. Yeah, you couldn't move for that, so no. it's a decision point for you. <laughs> I'm hoping that the 10 players, the max 10 players that we have, Turns into eleven uh, somehow in between now and tomorrow. That's that way, I don't bad. have to play. <laughs> don't get that. So, do you run the bases, or do you just yank one every time so you don't have to run? I've been running. You get a courtesy runner. Um, uh, yeah, there's no courtesy runner. So, oh. <laughs> the thing is, is that I, I still don't think I'll be the slowest person on the team. <laughs> no, but the thing is, we're good. Yeah, we're actually playing really good. Yeah, it's weird. We got beat that first game to by a team that should not have beat us. But that's because I was running a marathon in center field with nine points. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, for your sake, I hope that your uh, ass gets better. Oh, thanks. For your for golf sure. game's sake. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. To be determined. Bite the bullet, maybe. TBT, yeah. <laughs> okay, so this past weekend was um, pretty good all the way around, I guess, from all of our from all of our teams. Um, let's go into college first. So, um, Kansas State walked away with a blowout victory um, over UTSA and KU with a blowout victory over Rutgers. So, um, Trey, I'll let you start on KU and Rutgers. And I have some comments on that game as well. Uh, well, let's start with the first quarter was like the worst game of football on planet Earth of all time. In fact, I think they were naming on Reddit like the worst game ever played. There's a lot, like a lot of people like calling it the worst game to ever play. I don't watch a lot of KU football um, on TV, uh, but I was watching that game just because there was nothing else to do, I guess. And there was at one point like 36 points scored like on the board total. And there was one touchdown pass, and yeah. that was the only offensive touchdown. Well, it was like it was like forty yard pass, fumble, forty yard pass, pick, blocked field goal, blocked <laughs> field goal, punt return, fumble, interception, fumble, out of bounds, fumble. That you kept the ball, touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst thing ever. It was a circus. But it settled down a little bit in KU's favor late. There, uh, we got into a groove, probably mid mid of the second quarter, and like Puka obviously did Puka things. Um, the only 
the good thing is our defense still played really good. I know it's a shit team, but um, defense has now given up like two touchdowns in two weeks, which is pretty impressive in any level. Uh, um, yeah, beyond that, Puka, I, I can't remember the stat, but someone said he graded out as like the best running back through three weeks, and he's only played two of the three weeks. Um, uh, biggest turnover differential in the country because we've played two bad teams, but uh, beyond that, uh, the only thing that the most the most exciting thing is you do to bad teams what you're supposed to do. Like we we put them away and and stepped on their throat, beat them fifty five to fourteen. I think it was. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest takeaway that I. I I watched some of the KU game as well, and uh, the first quarter was—I mean, like you said, it was that was bad. And I didn't—I kind of shut it off after that, <clears throat> or started watching another game, and then went to the K State game. But um, I think what you said there, like, do what you're supposed to do against the teams you're supposed to do it against. You know, when you play a shit team like that, one that you're favored in, like you have to be able to put them away. I think that was what was disappointing from Kansas State's perspective with the first game. You know, you don't give yourself any momentum going into a game that you're an underdog in and, and it's going to be a tough one. It was nice to see him back this week. Um, I didn't really know how to feel about the game uh, going into this week. It was it was one where motivation I would have expected to be very, very low just because it's like between conference play and a game that you just got your ass kicked. You didn't play well in either of those games. You've had a lot of like question marks or whatever, but... I was overall, I was pretty pleased with where, where K-State was. We look like a, a lot better team. I think Skyler benefited from, from getting the nod earlier um, and, and having the spot be his. Uh, defense looked decent. Um, thinning because of injuries, but, but decent overall. Um, again, it's against a shit team, but you do what you're supposed to do. And it at least left me in a good mental state before conference play. We don't open up with a easy one. We play at West Virginia, and they've had they had this past week off because of the hurricane. But um, KU goes on the road to Baylor, and Baylor looks really bad as well. So I honestly, I kind of like KU in that game. I they're not. I trash on KU, and I I hate them. Um, I don't think that they're an overly disciplined team, but I think like if you can get the run game going, Baylor gave up plenty of running yards against. Whoever they played, I can't even remember. Duke. Duke. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine KU is probably on the same ish level as Duke. Maybe, Maybe now. Maybe no. now, but not. Maybe then. now. Duke's been to bowl games the last few years. That's, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking so about you this just year. Know you're a Duke expert this year. I didn't say I'm a Duke expert. I'm just saying I, will, I don't think that Duke is. I don't think that Duke is great. I don't think KU's great either, but I think here's what I think about KU. I think what KU's good at, Duke's good at. So there's a completely different team on the field the last two weeks just because there's a little swag in the backfield. Yeah. Like putting Puka back there, the defense is playing different, the offense is better. It's insane. The other thing is, and I don't think I'm overselling them much here either, I think KU could be a top half defense in the Big 12. <laughs> They're not going to be a top third, but they're easily they could easily make a push to be one of the top teams in the Big Twelve defensively. Their offense might not ever be good enough to compete with teams consistently, but you've got an, a, 
you've got NFL player on the front line with Daniel Wise. He's going to be an NFL player. There's no doubt about that in my mind. You've got the leading tackler in the country the last two, maybe even th- two years, because the year before that he's hurt, and he's leading the country to this point in Joe Deneen. You've got Mike Lee, who's a little fucking assassin at strong safety. You've got two decent, long cornerbacks, and Corion Harris, the new, the new uh, freshman that's skilled. He's skilled. And a good safety, another good safety. I, I, truly, there could be a top half, a top half of the league defense. We don't have good enough coaching staff for us to finish that well, but we have a defense that's that skilled. That's why I think we could compete with Baylor. I'm happy they're winning because hopefully that means they win a couple games and they keep keep baiting. Yeah, <laughs> Can you, I was thinking about that though. So let's say that they let's say that they play it close against Baylor because this is this is a different feeling for KU. When you just hear them, I mean, they're in, they're in the media now. And it's not like a, now it, it's a little like of a back, it's a backhanded compliment a little bit. Cause it's just like, well, it's the first time they won back to back games since 2011. So it's like, okay. But like, they're at least being talked about in a positive light. And Joey Galloway, who is the biggest idiot of all time, <laughs> but even he was like saying, you know, the big 12 white race is wide open. Like, keep your eyes on Kansas. I don't know that I'd go that far yet. But the fact that they're mentioning it that way is a lot different. From a player's perspective, like, I mean, that's what we were looking for out of K-State this weekend. Just get some momentum. Get some swag back. Because that goes a long ways. I, if KU was playing at home this week, it, I think it'd be a lot different. Because even when you were, like, when you're looking at the game, when it would start, like, the student section was pretty full. Like, yeah. on TV, it looked like it was anyway. still pretty empty, but... They just got to keep, like you said, momentum will bring people. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. I mean, what happens if you lose to Central Michigan? That stadium looks completely different. Yeah, you know what I mean? sure. So, you have, you're trending in the right direction. From K-State's perspective, you got to cover. <laughs> it's a 14.5 point dog this week. I, I can't see it being that. Um, Who do you guys have again? West Virginia. Oh, yeah. At West Virginia. I mean, they'll be good. Obviously, they're good. Um, 14 points better than us. I, I don't know. Just the way that we're playing. Our game plan this past week was a lot better. That And that's honestly, I don't know what to attribute that to. I think that somebody is listening to the podcast because we threw some quick slants. We threw some, you know, we had some zippy routes. Yeah, that's what had, we said. We're that's like, what, it's not that hard. hard. Yeah. It's not that hard. We figured it out. I think there was in the podcast. I, well, I didn't go to the game because I had stuff to do, but I watched on TV and I noticed that uh, I had to work, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was watching on TV and I noticed, you know, w- the two uh, games before, you know, we'd wait till two seconds on the fucking game clock to or whatever the hell to snap the ball. And it, it, I felt there was more of a rhythm, more of a click. Skylar got to get in a, you know, get in a little bit of a groove, sling the ball around. A little more up-tempo than... We just let him control the game a little bit more, and that's what he was lacking so bad, because when... He still ran too many design QB runs, but when you throw those, like, what did... Our first pass was something easy. I think our first three passes were something easy. And and he played very well (laughs) the rest of the game. There was not even a... I don't even think that there was a pass that was close to being intercepted. And again, it's UTSA, not West Virginia, but... You do things the right way. Your running game is going to open up a little bit. We didn't run overly well. I didn't think. Um, but I don't know. I I think that's the move going forward. So I might be full of hot takes today, but I said Skyler's – I think Skyler's a top half quarterback, maybe even higher in the Big 12. Like, he's skilled. I 
mean, I would say that. You have Kyler Murray and Will Greer. And then and that's Sean Robinson maybe at a TCU. Yeah, that's so those are the first two that we named, and I'm like, I don't know if there's anybody like more skilled and more able than him. They, like you just said, you got to give him the reins and let him do some stuff. It's hard because in the Big Twelve, the way that offenses are, so like, I mean, you have Texas Tech. He's gonna throw up a billion yards. They did. They threw up a billion yards. You have, um, well, actually, Baylor had some QB problems. They switched their QB late. Um, Oklahoma State, their quarterback, I think his nickname's Corn Dog, uh, Cornelius oh, okay. Heisman. <laughs> That's kind of, come on, okay, so he's at the top. Yeah, so yeah. he's number one. Um, but their system is uh, not that they have system quarterbacks, but they kind of do. I mean, their system works. It's the same type of thing that we're talking about from a game plan perspective. So I think Skyler, if he's good, and he'll if they stop running him. And get our running backs to actually run downhill. Hmm. Um, that's the other thing. Like, run downhill when you're on the goal line. Don't go out of shotgun. Like, we've never done that. Why are we doing that now? So, I don't know. I feel decent about decent about next week, I guess. We'll see. Um, from KU's perspective, I think it'll be close. I'm going to go with KU next week, I think. Maybe that's a bit of an opposite jinx. Ooh. OJ. <laughs> it might be an OJ bet. I, I, I'm not hoping KU wins because I, I can't do that, but I think that they will win because I, I'm i not convinced Baylor is as good as maybe I thought they were going in. Um, and a lot of that comes from a, their quarterback play, which has been pretty bad. <laughs> Thoughts, Mike? I don't really. <laughs> I don't know. Mike had a first. Uh, yeah, I was gonna Mike say. had a uh, front row seat on Saturday. He was on the chain crew running the clipboard. Might have seen him on the TV if you were uh, watching. I did was see it on there. You were. Oh yeah. You and Papa on there. You get a lot of TV time. Really? How'd that look? Decent. Oh, sexy. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. It was hard to get a beat on UTSA and how good they actually were, and I didn't watch any of the games that they played leading up to ours. But I know they played Arizona State, right? And, and Baylor, yeah. Baylor. But. Yeah, it was it was a much improved effort on offense at least. Um, did a lot more things that I was hoping we would have done in the first two games. Quick slates. <laughs> but, but yeah, other than that, I don't think we win at West Virginia. I don't think we can put up enough points just based on the first two games we played. When we get in a rut, we can't score touchdowns. But And we have a lot of injuries on defense now, which is... He can make pretty it troublesome yeah. against one of the best offenses in the Big Twelve and maybe the country. But yeah, I don't. Know. It's hard to say K State's going to win this week. That's pretty. Seems like a bold take. Before we move on to some of their other interesting topics, as a chain gang member, what is the craziest or funniest thing that you've seen, like working the chain gang? Because have you done chain gang? Yeah, a couple times. Mm-hmm. You both done it a couple yeah. times. I did it some last year too. Yeah. What like do you guys see some funny shit? Because you're on the opposite sideline. You're on the visiting team side. Uh, anything funny to say? Anything? Any comments? Um, Curtis giving a weird look. Well, if he has something to say, go for it. Yeah. So two. One. One that I was on the chains. One that I wasn't. So my dad does chains too. He's like one of the. He's like one of the. He's a veteran. Vets kind of. Veteran. Like yeah. I mean, there's some guys that have been there for a while, but he kind of. 
don't know. He wants to kind of take hold of it, I think. Yeah. He's a head chain guy in waiting. So, um, we were playing TCU a while back when they had Trevon Boykin. And um, I think it was – that was when Joe was our quarterback, uh, Joe Hubner, And he was running out of bounds. I can't remember if it was Joe or someone else, but ran right into my dad and mowed his ass over right on, like, national television. <laughs> over TK. It's yeah. Say, say. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ass over appetite. <laughs> yeah, a little ass over tea kettle there. So. <laughs> everybody just, he said, like, everybody is blowing up with his phone. Like, oh, you got, like, you got wrecked. Well, he had a college kid run into him. So, he's like, I was kind of sore. He's like, the only person that checked on me to make sure I was okay, Janet Walsh. texting. <laughs> was like, so you got plowed on TV. Like, whoa. So, you got ran over by a football player when you were working chains on TV. Just want to make sure you're okay or something. So, that was not that funny, but or not something that I witnessed that was funny, but um, that it was on TV. The other one was last year when I was doing chains. We were playing Oklahoma, and it was a close game throughout. K-State led most of the game, and Baker was on the team. He's a Heisman Trophy winner last year, and I guess it wasn't really that funny. I, he was like very vocal on the sidelines he's always been that way but like one of the ball boys i don't know if he said something or whatever but one of the ball boys he was like standing by there and baker's like somebody beat this ball boy's ass like somebody beat this ball boy's ass like the k-state guy it was like what somebody beat his ass like you're a freaking heisman <laughs> trophy winner like he's just standing there trying to do his job like <laughs> in enemy territory <laughs> insane that's funny yeah Somebody on the home sideline, one of our guys got destroyed this week or this last week too, but I didn't see it, but it probably was funny. It uh, was. He got mowed. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, probably just a, a shit that the other players say. Like some guy was standing behind me and he was trying to talk shit to one of our receivers. He's like, you're trash. You're trash. Hey, 15, you suck. Blah, blah. And he's trying to get his teammate. He's like, hey, talk, talk shit to number 15 right here with me. <laughs> Because he was just some slappy that wasn't playing, but he was trying to talk shit to him the whole time. That's funny. The, uh, last year, they were on DJ's ass all the time, like just yelling at him from the sideline. He'd kind of give it back to him. They, I mean, they talk a lot of trash because you get on the road and like, I mean, there's a, there's always a bunch, I guess it's worse at home probably, but, but there's always like slappies that are over there and like their main job is basically to talk shit. And like every single strength coach is like... The biggest, oh, like every strength coach is out of their mind. First of all, they did not stop yelling. The UTSA guy, every single play, every down, was screaming his head off at something. Yeah, they're insane. Like it, it makes Coach Dawson look like a normal. And Coach Dawson's a nice guy. He's not like I mean, he looks like he's going to kill everything that looks at him, but he doesn't like <laughs> yell vocally like that. Some of those guys are like fucking ro- look like they're just roided up like just pissed off at the world and yelling relentlessly and i don't know for a fact that he was a strength guy but i know for a fact that he was by the way he was acting <laughs> <laughs> but also gary patterson's voice is pretty funny on the sideline when he gets to yell on because he like he's got i mean he is a football guy I, they have like uh so this is tcu's football coach uh, actually, a K-State alum. He played at K-State um, in college. But he is a defensive mastermind. 
And we witnessed that firsthand because he was calling out every single one of our plays. Yeah. Like, we would check and he would say what we were doing. And, like, we take a long Line time to snap. guys up in the right position. So he would just, like, yell out there. But his voice is, like, really hoarse, too, when he yells. And so, like, he would talk and he'd talk normal. Um, but he would yell and be like, I, 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 <laughs> get over here. And it was like, the first time I heard it, like, it freaked it's me scary, out. I'm like, yeah. what the hell? It's, it's, like, a, it's like a yeah, gremlin. A gremlin was, like, inside of him <laughs> yelling. But he lined them up, and I think we had, like, five yards of offense that whole day. Yeah. I think he yelled one t- so hard one time, he might have pooped himself. He does. He, I think he poops and pisses himself every game. If <laughs> <laughs> you ever see him, and he wears khaki pants, so it's very evident. But like, if you ever see him like walking away, he's always got like huge ass stains and stuff. I love Gary Patterson though. If there was one coach that I could have in K State outside of like Nick Saban, it would be Gary Patterson. Didn't know Nick Saban was in the run. Interesting. <laughs> if if the book is open, that that's yeah. who it would be. Who is interested? Heard it here. Um, okay, so NFL this past weekend. Um, out of just the teams that we watched, so the Packers on my end, <laughs> they had the game won multiple times. Um, no greater time than when there was a horrendous call on roughing the patent. Maybe not horrendous from like actually what the rules are now, but a horrendous rule to where if you hit a quarterback because he was not even done throwing before he hit him. And then Packers picked off the ball and it ended up coming back and they scored on that, but ended up in a tie, which is weird. Um, from the Chiefs... <laughs> what? We were going to talk about that too. Ties. In you, think yeah, going to. you think the gladiators had ties back in the day? <laughs> Fuck no. Well, God damn know. it, they're out there killing each other. <laughs> Do you know that? Yeah, I watched the movie. What oh, if they yeah. both whoa, whoa. If they both die, is that considered a tie? Well. Never thought no, of that they, one, did you, you Phil? Did not. There's Martyr. probably a third party <laughs> hey, at that I point. I may sit so. back down then, bud. Martyrdom. Okay. Well, fuck me. A fucking tie, Martyrdom. dude? Are you serious? <laughs> Give the fans what they want. They don't want to see a fucking tie. They want yeah. to see a team come out on top. We don't want to see you out there kissing your sister. Yeah, I was exactly. Say, what a kiss your sister moment is just tying. Cleveland almost tied again. So Mike and, I, Mike and I called that. We're like, here's what's going to happen. This is going to be insane. We're like, Saints are going to go down. Then they're going to be like, man, might as well go up by six because they missed that field goal and go for two and get it. And then the Browns are going to come down and kick a field goal and or uh, yeah. how was it? Yeah, yeah kick yeah, a field goal to tie eighteen to twenty one or something like that. Yeah. And it worked out perfectly. And Mike and I were like, oh my god. I was rooting for it too. I've never rooted for an NFL team harder in my life than the Browns <laughs> when they were kicking or like going down to kick a field goal to tie towards the end of regulation. Yeah, I was gonna say it didn't so, get overtime. No. Okay, so he missed the field goal, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my like god. his tenth one of the day. So the <laughs> the tie is each team gets a uh, offensive, offensive possession or like how in well, overtime it's like a quarter it's sudden it's a quarter, yeah, quarter it's a yeah. quarter it's sudden Unless death if the touchdown. first team scores a touchdown yeah. first then it's game over if they score a field goal the other team has it's a chance so I like that rule but I think what the rule actually should be is I, I like the college uh, 
overtime rules better mm-hmm. to where each team gets an offensive mm-hmm. series because at least it's interesting. Like the overtime in the Packers game was not interesting. Boring. It was just fifteen minutes of really boring football. Safe. Like have them go in, yeah, safe football. Have them go into everybody starts on like the let's say the 40, 40 yard line, forty five yard line, and help make it. You can't kick a field goal. Well, no, that'd be stupid. But like every each team gets an offensive position. It's a new term. <laughs> series. That's a George Bush word there. A mix of uh, possessions and series. Every every team gets an offensive possession or series. and um, Or a series. Or a series. And For then sure. they... Uh, I don't know. It just seems more fun that way. Yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily dislike the NFL's overtime rule because it's it's more of a like fundamental just lineup play football when the game, drive down when your team the game. As opposed to college where you're kind of playing more chess with if you're on offense first or if you trust your defense or that sort of thing. But the college is way more exciting. Like the K-State when we went into five or six overtimes mm-hmm. or whatever that was against A&M in 2011 it was, three, was insane. Yeah, or four. I don't know. But it was, anyway. And that was like one of the louder times I've heard the bill as well. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, so that was the Packers deal. Did you have some monetized on? No, I just I think they're stupid. They're stupid. It's I mean, the biggest sport for ties is what soccer, football, football. Yeah. So, in such mean, like a game of of merit, like if I'm better than you, then we win. Like, yeah, there is no, there should not be a tie. <laughs> I mean, go it, out there and fucking Rochambeau. I don't give a shit if it's yeah. gonna be that long. If you're scared about the overtimes being that long, go out there and flip a coin or something. I don't oh, know. Shit. Like, oh, you or guys are evenly matched. Oklahoma drill until <laughs> yeah. do a skills competition out there. <laughs> you do seven on seven for the last. Whoa, one. seven on seven, but only linemen. Oh, oh, seven man. on seven. Razzle dazzle overtime. <laughs> That'd be insane. TM. Yeah, TM. Yeah, oh, hey, well, here's another thing. Why don't you put your second string out there? Everybody has to put their second string out there. You <laughs> guys, you guys, like first. Time. Yeah, your first string is so evenly matched you can't score. Let's see how good each other's second string is. That'd be insane. That would be nuts. That'd be cool. That'd be Who's crazy. got the better second string? Who's got the better overall team? It's like bench points in fantasy. Yeah, so this it's is like the fifth quarter <laughs> in uh, like junior high football. <laughs> this has nothing to do with anything besides the fact it was after our game Saturday, but they were t- talking to Coach Snyder because we had a lot of our second team players in in his post game. He was like, uh, what What did you see out of uh, some of your second team players? Did somebody stand out to you? He's just... He just said no. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said that to you? No. <laughs> He's like, uh, no, not really. It's like all the second team guys are like, thanks. <laughs> the bright spot of um, the past NFL weekend was had it been the Chiefs. I mean, again, their defense is not great, but Mahomes is unreal. Like on fire, unreal. So it's super early again, but do you think that there's definitely a case to be made for us having the best offense in the NFL? Through two di- two games, it's not even close. No. Yeah. Yeah. Knock, knock on wood. Knock on wood. But even uh, just like skilled across the team, like there's so many threats at every level. It's insane. And Mahomes has proved he can throw the ball, which is there's super fun. there's what there's seven players who have caught seven different players that have caught a touchdown pass mm-hmm. so far. I mean, you have Sammy Watkins, who would be a lot of teams like one or two. 
and he's like your four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably the four. Yeah. Tyreek. Kelsey. Kelsey. Hunt. If you're thinking about like just Con- in the hand. Yeah. Conley. Um, I think Con- so. I, I said this. I think Conley will literally the only thing like Sammy Watkins is the best thing to have him teach him how to be a receiver because Conley's a freak athlete. He just has never like honed in his skills, and I think Watkins is a more polished receiver that'll teach him how to how to be better. It makes me really sad watching the offense that they didn't go after Tyler Lockett or Jordy Nelson, one of the two, because I mean they couldn't really go after Tyler. They could have back when he was drafted, but. Um, Makes me sad because I'd like to see what one of them could do with Mahomes, but Mahomes is out there just tossing it around. I mean, it is college reincarnated, and I know that they mentioned that like they're doing a lot of the college stuff that he was doing, which is like a brilliant move. Yeah. I mean, why make him be? Why make him go under center if he doesn't want to be under center? Yeah, or if he's not comfortable. And well, they almost he did go under center one time, almost fumbled and gave the ball up to lose the game. They're like, get out of here, go yeah, back I was, to I was shotgun. Like, why? Don't ever do that again. <laughs> I think that's something that I really appreciate about Andy Reid. Like, I know that he has the struggles with managing the clock, but his willingness to try different things and is very much like playground football is at least it's fun. You know what I mean? Like, it's fun to watch. It's kind of it makes total sense of why he kept on the people that he kept last year. Like he had like you just said uh, the other little scatty running back we have, DeAnthony Thomas. Like, people are like, why do we still have him? Well, now it totally makes sense. Like, he was holding on to these receivers that were, eh, holding on to these people that were just, okay, what are we keeping them for? And it just, it all makes sense. He's like a high school coach who understands what he's got as sophomores in, jun- in junior varsity. He's like, all right, let's keep drafting for this team. And then we'll yeah. just, Alex Smith will graduate, and, <laughs> and then we'll just let Mahomes take their names, and, and then we'll just throw, we'll do little uh, shovel passes so he can have 35 touchdowns this season. Pretty insane. Somebody who is not being held on to is Josh Gordon, which to my fantasy team's benefit, I guess, is now under Tom Brady's watch, Bill Belichick's watch. That could be a really dangerous thing. Yeah, because uh, he'll never break the rules there. He won't ever get in trouble. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody does. Yeah, he's in New England, so there's no rules broken. So I saw – so the Browns released Corey Coleman, receiver – and then he got picked up, I'm pretty sure, by the Patriots. He got let go by the Browns to make room for Josh Gordon to come back and be reinstated. And then he got released by the Patriots today oh, for Josh Gordon to God. come to the Patriots. He's like, Constantly that goddamn asshole. <laughs> taking his job, man. Okay, and so John Dorsey with the Browns, I really like him. He's a Packers guy, um, now a Chief, or was a Chiefs guy, now a Browns guy. What the hell were you doing with that trade, though? Because this part I didn't realize um, until my brother had sent me a link. But they drafted, so it was Josh Gordon for a fifth-round pick. He has to be active and eligible for 10 games. For 10 games this year. Or else, New England gets a sixth-round pick. Dude. Everybody gets swindled by them. Why would you do that? So stupid. I mean, you you can want to offload the guy. Like, whatever. Who cares? Like, that's fine. Trade him for a fifth-round pick. He's definitely worth that. When he's a player, he's, like, top five. When he's not smoking weed or... Drinking a bottle of cognac for the game. (laughs) Yeah, or her or whatever all of his insane stories are. But 
then just trade him for a fifth round pick. Don't be like, well, if he isn't active for 10 games, then we get a sixth round pick back out of it. It's like, that is the most insane Browns trade of all time. They should have said, we'll take Goskowski, their kicker, who actually missed one on Sunday. But Browns could uh, could have used that. Let's um, let's talk about what everybody really wants to hear about in the NFL, and talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, <laughs> it's magic. Oh Fitzpatrick. So it's much magic. swag. <laughs> Are they you said, kidding? Did they say it was who's Deshaun Jackson? Jackson. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> okay, so I don't know if you guys saw this, but before the game, I don't know if it was one of his old linemen or what. Also has a big beard. And so they went up to each other before the game and rubbed their beards together. Oh, my. So there was absolutely no way they were losing. Like, what were you going to do at that point? Yeah. Did, did you read the quote there? What a big dick move. Nothing like kicking in the Midwest. <laughs> Nothing like kicking in the Midwest. Yeah, so that was Matt McCrane, who should be getting calls this Oh my week. god, he should. They um, already signed, Both teams already signed somebody, I'm pretty sure. I know, which is insane. I mean, they have probably good guys too, or whatever, but like, I don't know. McCrane was money at K-State, and he was money at the Cardinals. They just, is it Phil, Phil Dawson? Dawson? Yeah. He's like 90 years old. Yeah. He's, he's literally he's gonna play probably another ninety years. <laughs> yeah. we, I skipped he's over it. Bill my, Snyder <laughs> kicking in the NFL. <laughs> my favorite quote from Fitzpatrick was there like was anything that you're like was anything yours? He said the chest hair. And he, that was <laughs> yeah. the only thing he said. <laughs> Comes out in a jumpsuit with just like two of the biggest chains on the planet and then he has some sunglasses on, I'm yeah. sure. And yeah. So Fitzpatrick is like the Fitzmagic, weirdest Fitzmagic is like the weirdest case story in the NFL ever. Because when he's given the reins, bad. Really bad. When he comes in like first year or has like is taking over for someone for someone who's suspended, amazing. Oh, he's good. I mean, he's matching Pat Mahomes. Better than Pat Mahomes. Well, the, I think Mahomes has more touchdowns and uh, Fitzmagic has more uh, yards. yards. Yeah. But absurd. Yeah, somehow, somehow this is the same Fitz magic that when we went to the Chiefs game two years ago in Kansas City threw six interceptions. Six. <laughs> they had six. seven turnovers. He threw six picks. He threw three in the end zone. In the opposite end zone. Like, they're, well, obviously, but like their goal line. They're in goal line. That's pretty impressive. It was. It was really, really bad. But. And, of course, I have Deshaun Jackson and haven't started him two weeks in a row because after the first showing where he had, like, a shit ton of yards, I was like, well, there's no way Fist Magic's coming back out and slaying the rock again. And then he does. The first play of the game is a 75-yard touchdown bomb. We will get into fantasy more on the next episode. Um, and I think Trey's looking forward to that talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> Let's wrap up. All right. Stop. <laughs> uh, my ass still hurts. And it probably will for a while. I'm sure. butt hurt. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, the shitter open was fun. Uh, I'm going to do it again. Hopefully win a toilet seat next time. That's all I got. Phil? I'm rich, bitch. Mike? Uh, I'm going to say that it, going to the doctor is a trap because um, Dom went to the doctor. Everything was fine. A couple weeks later, nothing is fine. They injected me with something. Yeah. So, you had to come back. I had to 
get labs done. Yeah. They had to draw blood. Bullshit. Just a money trap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plugging some virus into me. What yeah. a scam. What a scam. Yeah. So that's my last call. Don't go to the doctor. Yeah. Mine is evidently the top two coaches in the running for K-State's job are Gary Patterson and Nick Saban, with Nick Saban having a slight edge on who wants to come here more. So let's hope that that happens um, for all of our six, except for Trace, who would be devastated by that move. Uh, and that's it. I think. Just trade one coffin for another coffin? That's it. One coach that's in a coffin for another coach that's in a coffin? That's fine. <laughs> Last three years. Five, five good years. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Next week? <laughs> we'll be back on Friday. <laughs> we go back on Friday. Uh, holy shit. I gotta blow my nose. I need another beer. <laughs> I need a beer too.